the talk shop. Twenty-eight minutes before eight o'clock. My name is Kanyima Kobane. It is indeed the talk shop in Funaled Molewo this evening. We're together up until nine o'clock. Well, around about now, we're talking about getting away, those getaways, something adventurous, all right? The recently launched Kalahari Lodge is situated between the red sand dunes of the Kalahari Desert. Hmm. This is the ideal desert haven where modern meets wilderness. And to tell us more about it is Saral Kwartzen, better known as SJ. And SJ is the co-founder and co-developer of Kalahadi Lodge. Good evening, SJ. Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing very well. You know, when I was reading this information earlier, I tried to imagine what a lodge in the middle of the desert is like. Take us through the experience. Well, yeah, we have quite a few hurdles to overcome. You know, the location makes it difficult. Um, first of all, um, you've got this luxury accommodation in this vast land. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's silent. You can, can come and relax. This, yeah, it's beautiful. It's just a piece of our land that you have to see, definitely. So when people think about the desert, you know, they think about the sand dunes and the softness and, you know, sinking feet and just sand mountains and sandstorms. I mean, what's the experience like for somebody going to the desert for the first time? Well, uh, I think definitely not all bad. You you must remember the desert, with the different seasons come different beauties. Um, we have a little bit of wind sometimes, getting always or so. But um, September is, is, is one of the nicest months, especially September when all the grass and all the animals starts, starts in the park and you can go to the park and have a look at all the animals and stuff. So it's beautiful um, all around. You, you need to come and visit to see the different aspects of the, of the desert. It's definitely not a vast experience. It's nice. It's, yeah, it's like I said, it's in the middle of nowhere relaxing you have to relax it's beautiful i love that in the middle of nowhere because sometimes we just need to get away definitely definitely we need to now let's talk about you know the actual offerings of uh, the lodge you've got four star family chalets you've got three star luxury standard and business chalets and you've also got swimming pools fire pits you've got the works here yeah look uh lots definitely have Lots of subdivisions. We have a shop with fresh fruits, restaurant um, with nice fresh produce every day. We've got a bakery. We've got a small butchery, liquor store, and definitely dental accommodation. Um, and we try and cater for for everyone. We we have a little bit of camping. We, we the guys that need more luxury, we've got that. We 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 try and cater for all different clients. Definitely. Mm. And when you are you know pricing. Do you price literally just overnight or are there special times where it's best to come or, you know, this lodge is open throughout the year? Definitely throughout the year. Winter times is quite cold. But winter times is all also the most busy time because hunting in the in the region is quite big. So in winter we have lots of hunters passing by. But like like I said, um, March you've got um, definitely March and September is one of the nicest nicest time weather wise. You know you've got the not that hot um, days and night 
nice is nice and chilly, not not that cold, but nice to put up a braai or something, definitely. I like that. And <laughs> what does it cost, I mean, to stay at your your accommodation, I mean, at your place? I mean, I see you've got the different levels from your four-star, your three-star, your luxury, your, you know, how does it work? Well, um, we've, we've got like what, what we call business chalets. Now, the business chalet is basically... Um, the guy that's just passing through, maybe going, just staying one night, driving all the way down from Cape Town or Joburg, just need to stop over before going into the national park, the Khalakari National Park. Um, um, that's also the cheapest one. It's 600 rand, but got everything in it. It's aircon, DSTV, more like hotel room. The only, the only thing is it doesn't have like a kitchen in it. Mm. You only have the kettle for the coffee and that kind of stuff. And then we have the luxury ones. The luxury ones, um, all self-catering, um, nice kitchen inside, you sit on the stoop, you look over Botswana, it's beautiful. And then the standard one um, mm-hmm. is more or less the same. The price difference is only also only 100 rand. The one is 800 for the luxury and the standard is 700. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between the two is the, the, the standard one, the kitchen is outside on the stoop. You know, some people don't like making food inside rooms, so... The kitchen is outside at the bar area, so it's nice. So the kitchen is outside. That's very interesting. In terms of um, desert animals, I mean, little creepy crawlies that people may not know about, what can they expect? Well, after the first rains, we usually get rain during February, March. So after the first rain, definitely lots of bucks. (laughs) But we try and do the yellow globes and all that kind of stuff to try and control that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but... um, Definitely lots of bucks, but not so much that it annoys you at any stage or time. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so uh, people can live in, in, you know, in relative, you know, safety. I mean, I remember in high school going away on a camp, all right, and in the middle of the night there was a storm, and the storm blew. We just had like a little curtain at the edge of our bunker where we were sleeping, and there were hyenas. That was this. Scariest thing ever. <laughs> Seeing these hyenas as lightning was striking, and there they were. Like, <laughs> but, but anyway, but, sorry. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's that's the experience you remember. You will never forget that. You will always carry that with you. There you go. Even now, I still I still carry that with me. And we were in high school on a geography camp, you know, and I still remember it. That's how scary it is. Sounds absolutely wonderful. And for city slickers, how do we get there? Um, well, um, we about 250 kilometers north on the R360 from Uppington. You will pass a small little town called Askam. And then about another 70 kilometers on the R360, um, we are situated on the left-hand side. We're actually just five kilometers before the Khalakhari Transfrontier Park, National Park. Just five kilometers. So most of our guests, these guys, come and visit for a weekend go for nice game drives, relax at the pool, have a braai, just just switch off from the normal life and get away from all the bus from the cities and stuff. And tell us about your, your typical, I would say, clients, those who come and, and stay with you. Are most of them coming from cities or are locals from around the community? No, definitely from cities. I think close to close to 40% is from Gauteng. Um, then the Western Cape is also big, about 23. 
and local we only have three and the rest is make up by international clients. So yeah, with uh, you you can definitely see a trend that people come here to rest to just to, to switch off, yeah. Just to read the book and yeah. That is incredible because, like you say, we, we always need to go away sometimes. And then in terms of the cuisine that you serve, I mean, tell us more about your kitchen and your chef and, you know, the food that you serve at the lodge. Yes, I, I mean, um, cooking is one of, my, one of my big loves. I love to cook. Um, so we try and do uh, a little bit of modern twist on the traditional food. So we have the normal like offal and all that kind of stuff. But then we also do like the Adam and Eve, which is a nice rump steak with a green fig and blue cheese sauce. And we do a gay medallion with a amarula cream. And we do uh, the normal, we like to do soast lakeys. And the, we've got one we call um, Bock and Bells, which is also a game that we do a peppery, um, whiskey sauce with it. So we are, it's modern with a little bit of tradition in it. We try to, to cater for all the different tastes out there, you know. Mm. And what is your winter cuisine like? I mean, I know things like bread and butter puddings and your oxtails and, you know, all those winter dishes, uh, you know, kitchens like to focus on that because guests are generally feeling that coziness of winter around the fire and the food. And tell us more about your winter menu. Yes, we definitely need to have some comfort food in the winter. Um, we do um, what we call a lamb poiki, which is um, lamb shanks with a little bit of veg. We do it with fresh baked bread. And then we have lamb shanks with a nice mashed potato with a little bit of a salve in it. And we do soup. We do, do a nice beef um, cook um, soup that we serve also with a fresh bread. And yeah, we're trying to, to make the people nice and warm from the inside, you know, in the winter. That's, and in terms of things to do around the lodge, tell us about the activities. I mean, I'm there for a week or a long weekend, like from tomorrow to Monday. What can I do there? Well, um, the main attraction is the park. Um, it will at least take two of your days. <laughs> um, okay. Lots of, sight, lots of sightings. The park is huge. It um, covers a piece of Botswana and South Africa. Um, so it will at least take two days. And then we have like local small community, um, especially with the Bloodtown project, the new speech record that they are going to do close by. Small community starting to develop. We've got like sandboarding. We have a little bit of camel riding. We have four by four tracks. Um, walks um, that I explained to you all the different tracks and stuff yeah so yeah there's quite a bit to do around definitely and I, I suppose that's what makes people you know to relax you know going out for those long walks hiking trails maybe fishing do you have a uh, river swimming no 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 the only rivers we have is dry really dry so really really um, dry <laughs> yeah so the closest fishing will be 250 kilometers away but Lots of other stuff to keep them busy. Lots of other okay, stuff. Okay, so don't go in there and expect an oasis in the middle no. <laughs> of the desert. You know, you you do more desert. And and what about horse riding? It sounds like a perfect place for horse riding, though. Yeah, we we have um, communities with horse riding. They're, they're only started now, so um, it isn't up and running for for a long time now. So it's still trying to 
to get um, going. Yeah. So, but we promote it for for them. We try and promote all the small small things around us and um, make sure that we to help them also to to enrich the the community. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, for kids, kids, you know, are always very, you know. Restless, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. You know, do they also relate to the slowness of, you know, the pace of things being done? Because you know, today it's all about the iPad, the iPod, the TV games, the video games. Do kids also get a chance to just unwind? Definitely, um, especially over 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 holidays. Um, early morning we woke up and we drive to the restaurant to go and open the restaurant to drive down the road to little sand uh, red sand dunes and you saw see all these hundreds of little tracks and you think oh my word what is this animal that's run all over here and then you've noticed it's just the little tracks of the children playing on the dunes little footprints so they just come here and they go mad in the dunes and the sand and running around and we have like dogs and nice animals. Um, so yeah, so there's also a lot for them to do. Mm. And let's just talk about, you know, the challenges of running a business with a family because you are a family owned business. Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, there is a little bit of, um, of, Let's say uh, we don't always think the same about everything. But luckily, um, I always see my my dad and my mother and my parents as good mentors. So I always sit down and listen to what I say. And even if I don't agree, I always try and see why they tell me this and why I need to do this. So, yeah, it's quite a while now that we, we opened a hunting lodge about five years ago mm. and this lodge now running three years and everything is still standing and nobody is dead yet so <laughs> it's going well. And I think what's important is you know for the previous owners or the previous generation to also make way for a new vision, a new path you know you might come with more modern more contemporary ways of doing things. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, was one of the main things. The older generation, they want stuff to work. Um, doesn't matter how it looks. It needs to work. It needs to, 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 to be practical. But um, we know that you have to put up a nice face. You, you have to, to make it nice. Um, the competition out there is so big. Um, there's so many people that um, you have to, to be a little bit different. You have to do something that makes you a little bit better than the other one next to you. And let's talk about challenges in the tourism industry. And, I mean, I know we're talking about challenges, but, I mean, we're going to get to the good parts, and I think we started with the good parts too. Uh, but, I mean, the tourism industry has its up times, you know, its up moments and its down moments when things are a little bit slow. You know, look, definitely. I think the World Cup soccer and Cape Town largely nominated Art City definitely helped international um the international market a lot i think um it's now a good time um we had a little bit of bad publicity the last few weeks definitely have a big influence um even where we are cancellations of 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 foreign clients um cancelling their bookings and stuff um so definitely up and downs uh we have the new world record 
um, that they want to do in October. Mm-hmm. Definitely a positive point. Um, so yeah, there there is positives and negatives in in in, in the marketing, but uh, in the market. But I think what we need to do, we need to see what is the problems, and we need to take the problems and make it positive. We need to make the people want to come to South Africa. They, yes. they they must come and want to experience all the different cultures. They must come and want to experience the nice beaches, the beautiful cities. I mean, South Africa itself, itself it's a beautiful country. The only thing is we need to promote it in a positive way to not local but foreign as well. I'm looking at a picture of one of the chalets that you offer at the lodge and it looks very, very peaceful. I see the chalets are not very close to each other. There's a sense of tranquility, there's space all around it. You almost get a sense that you're alone at night, you know, even though you are within a community. Definitely. Um, we try and both the chalets like uh, that you feel you are, you are definitely um, you've got a nice atmosphere, like a park atmosphere, but um, you you're definitely alone. You you don't see people next to you. You if you go into your chalet, um, we make sure you don't hear any of the people outside and stuff. So you can come and just find yourself, or you can come and be part of the celebrations and have a nice bye with the guy next to you. Or yeah, it depends on what 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 you visit is why you come to visit. And your foreign guests that come there, I mean, which countries mostly are they coming from? And what are some of their experiences when they get there and they have this desert holiday? Well, look, uh, most of the clients, we is definitely from Germany and we also a lot from the Netherlands Dutch. And um, then we've, we've, we've got big solar, solar plants close by in Uppington. So we also have lots of Spanish people um, the first time they come here, you will, you can see it's something else for them. It's um, it's something they 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 didn't expect, definitely. But the good thing is, they always come back. Mm. They always give give a positive feedback, and they, next year we will see them again. They usually are people that travel a lot, and they will always make halakhari lots, definitely a stopover. And they like friends now. And they like friends now. <laughs> and yeah. and I suppose, you know, because of the experiences they have, they tell others about it. And the highlights of your industry, I mean, you're in quite a unique industry. Yes, it's tourism. Yes, it's hospitality. But there aren't many hotels offering the package that you are specifically. No, definitely. Uh, look, I think it's it's also a lot to do with the location. Um if you have a, a hotel in Joburg or Cape Town, you don't need to have a shop because you can run around to Woolies or anywhere to get some, some nice stuff. But here we, we are, we need to have all this value-added services. We need to let the client, we can't have a self-catering, but we can't supply them with fresh veg and, and meat to buy. Um, we need to have all that stuff available for them. We have to do laundry, we have to do all that kind of stuff because if the client comes and stay with you for a week or so, um, there's no way to go to, to, to find, to find, uh, things to buy. I mean, you need to, 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 to keep it on the premises, definitely.
Right, right. And the Kalahari Desert, I mean, is, is a spectacular site by itself. Do you have like a desert tour where you take tourists out just to see the desert? Yeah, what we what we actually do, um, we are a few guest houses and lodges, like I said, with the with the new world world um there's lots of small companies that, that's popping up. Um so what we do if we have somebody down the road that do these walks then we try and don't do the walks ourselves. Then we try and promote the walks to help the, the other client, of the other guy, to, to make sure he also gets a little bit of the tourism. So what we actually do, we have people about 20 kilometers from us that do beautiful walks. So what we do, we put up a tab on the website, and yes, we promote them. And that's quite important that you, you are able to, to, to you know, promote them and the local community that's servicing the the lodge i mean do you get your supplies from you know your local fruit and veg you know your local butchery let's just talk about how much of the local business forms part of your offerings at the lodge well produce wise locally not a lot um the only the only the only stuff the farmers have here around um is cattle and sheep so and you have problems. You have to, to take the sheep to Uppington to get slaughtered and stuff. You can't do it here, so it's difficult. But what we're definitely trying to do is we, uh, especially arts and craft, we have a big um, Khoisan community. So what we do, we buy all the arts and crafts, and then we, we sell it in the shop. We do workshops. We we train them. We learn them skills. We got this one lady. We ask her, can you make nice roasted bread? And she said, yes. So she's applying the roasted bread. And we're really trying to outsource stuff that we can to give the community a chance to also uplift them in their living. Wonderful. Stay with us. My guest on the line is SJ. SJ is the co-owner of the Kalahari Lodge in the heart of the Kalahari Desert. And we've just been talking about his establishment and the highs and the lows. But for me, definitely, I love the part where he says it's an opportunity for you to get away from everything, to just be in the silence you know, of the day and the silence of the night, just, you know, to de-stress a little bit. Stay with us right here on the Talk Shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Talk Shop. It's three minutes before eight o'clock. We're wrapping it up with our guest this evening. We are profiling tonight SJ. He's also a mover and a shaker, and he is the co-owner of the Kalahari Lodge in the Kalahari Desert. He's just been telling us about his business, running a family-owned business, and just some of the highs and lows they experience on a daily basis. And um, SJ, just flying from um, Johannesburg, you said that. It's is 250 kilometers from the Cape Town. No, uh, when you fly from Joburg, you can actually fly straight to Uppington International Airport, and then you can get a car there, and then you can hire a car and drive down about 250 kilometers to us. Yes, so it's not that far. <laughs> 250 kilometers, SJ. <laughs> From Uppington. <laughs> All right. So I suppose though the terrain continues to change as one drivers closer to the venue. Definitely. Um, when you left Uppington, it's quite flat and open spaces. And then after about 40 kilometers, you start to get all the nice red dunes and the big camel thorn trees. And 
then you know you are definitely in the glory now. That's beautiful. And um, thank you very much for joining us. Just to repeat some of those um, website details, the website is Khalakhadi spelled K-G-A-L-A-G-A-D-I dash lodge dot C-O dot Z-A or you can contact them on info at Khalakhadi lodge dot C-O dot Z-A or if you'd like to drop them a call, you're more than welcome 082-303-8768. There you go. You can even use your cell phone uh, at the at the lodge, so don't be too alarmed that you'll be completely out of touch with a civilization. SJ, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your night. Thank you, SJ. Still coming up after the news in our relationship corner tonight we talk about the importance of a family time spending time with your family and the effects of our busy schedules and how they are impacting on the quality of our family bonds we'd love to hear a lot from you busy moms busy dads everybody's busy doing something it's about time we focus on the family it's eight o'clock and time for the news